Hi, everybody. Oh, this podcast. I remember at the start of the year, I was like, I'm going to record every single week. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe I'll record like once a month. And I think my last recording was in July. So I am sorry for my absence. Um, I'm not going to make any promises I can't keep, but I will promise that as inspired, um, I will make more of an effort to jump into this thing and keep keep those of you that are paying attention uh, informed on what's going on in my life. Um, so present moment, just to give you all a recap, if you haven't tuned into previous entries uh, in February of this year, so it's 2021, <laughs> depending on when you tune into this. Uh, I moved into my own apartment in Seattle uh, in August of 2020, or not August, I'm sorry, April. Um, I started a job at Sounds True, which I was super excited about because it was the first time in my professional career where I was able to have a job that pays my bills, um, where I'm aligned, truly aligned in terms of the products and the services that we're delivering to the world. Um, but there was also a rough patch. So once I moved into my apartment in February, I fell into just a wave of depression. Um, I, I couldn't understand it. I didn't know why. Um, I'm also pretty attuned to the power of my thoughts. Um, and so in the beginning, it was this cycle of, okay, well, I'm super aware of the fact that I'm creating my own reality uh, and that my thoughts influence how I see the world and how I feel. Why would I create this? What is wrong with me that I'm creating a reality in which I'm incredibly sad and not even fully sure if I want to be here? So that led to... And just a huge spiral of self-judgment and self-doubt and self-criticism. And I'm not feeling great to begin with. So adding on that internal judgment, it just wasn't very fun. So that was probably about three, four months. Um, getting the job at Sounds True, I think, helped because it shifted me um, a little bit to be able to have some of my energy you know, directed towards something that I truly cared about, which is developing products and services and getting them out into the world that help people to become better versions of themselves in whatever way that shows up and whatever type of guidance that they might be seeking or looking for. Uh, so that helped, um, but I still wasn't really fully out of the woods. And then I turned 40. Oof. I think that's the first time I'm publicly admitting that. Uh, I turned 40 in August. Um, and with that, just I think it was just sort of like a, a midlife kind of crisis. I mean, I was already in uh, low energy to begin with, but, you know, turning 40, um, it just made me question quite a bit, like, what am I actually doing with my life? Like, why am I here? Um, you know, and I was also 
there was more judgment, you know, I'm 40 years old. Shouldn't I, you know, be married or shouldn't I be a CEO? Well, I am a CEO, but you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't I be running a multi-million dollar empire and shouldn't I be blah, blah, all of these other things that society tells us is quote unquote successful. Um, but at the same time, there was also a, a wave of energy that I felt come in um, right around that time too, that began to shift shift me, raise me out of the, um, the energies, the lower energies that I'd been in for the last, you know, eight months. And then come September, I give myself what is called or what I'm calling um, a Maria retreat. And so what I did was, uh, it was Labor Day weekend, so there was three days. And I basically tuned out the outside world and tuned in. Uh, and I was super nerdy about it. I created like an agenda. I had an opening ceremony. I had daily workshops that I gave myself. I gave myself a closing ritual. Um, but the best part about the Maria retreat was two things. Number one, I was super intentional about what I wanted from it and what I wanted to receive. Uh, and then number two, I really had to trust you know, it wasn't like all of the details of exactly what was going to happen within the Maria retreat were revealed to me right at the start of it. It was really a lesson of me tuning into myself, tuning into my heart and trusting that I would receive the guidance that I would need to ultimately heal myself. So I think taking those three days in pure devotion to myself with clear intentions and with trust was really what helped me to emerge, you know, out of this eight to nine month, what I'm calling incubation period. And so what I've come out of it realizing uh, now that I'm on the other side is that what really happened in February was I moved back to Seattle and I was in London for two or three years to get my MBA and also refuel on my gas station. Uh, but I moved back to Seattle uh, about a, in April, May 2020. And then I was gratefully, like, I love the people that took me in, but I was bouncing around from friends to family um, until February 2021. And I never really had, um, you know, the space to really sort of allow what I was truly feeling to surface. So in February, when I got my own apartment, whether I liked it or not, whether I was conscious of it or not, all of these areas within myself that I had been suppressing, all of the sadness that I felt and this grief from having to leave London and just all of these other personal circumstances that had shown up in my life over the course of the last you know, year or two years, all of that pain and anger and sadness that I had been repressing surfaced. Um, and at first I wasn't conscious of that at all. I was just conscious of the fact that I was sad and overwhelmed and exhausted. But eventually, you know, as I started to tune in, as I um, started to allow these feelings to arise, uh, I saw that that was ultimately what this time was all about. It was about allowing these emotions, you know, basically my whole life. I've been running away from them. Wasn't conscious of it, you know, but I was conscious of, oh, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel this anger. 
I don't want to feel this, you know, there's something wrong with me if I'm this sad or this angry. Um, so instead of actually feeling them, I was either judging myself for them or suppressing them and pretending like they didn't exist or, you know, using some type of substance or distraction to try and pretend that they weren't there. So this was like a lifelong pattern for me that I wasn't really fully conscious of. Um, and so what's come out of this all is that now, you know, I recognize that of course those emotions don't feel good, you know, feeling sad or feeling angry or feeling mad doesn't feel good. But there's two things that I've realized. Number one, I'm not those emotions. That was another reason I was in this eight to nine month incubation period was because I was also attaching who I am to those emotions. Like I was in my head telling myself the story that I am my depression and I am my sadness and I am my anger and I am my pain, my pain. And I'm not, I'm not any of those things. I am the, I'm the, the energy that's observing those, those emotional states, but I'm not the emotional state in and of itself. Anyways, that's a, another topic for a later podcast. But what came out of it is when I feel those emotions, you know, what allowed me to rise really was not running away from them. So not turning to a substance, not trying to meditate my way out of them, which is another thing I was doing, you know, just going into meditative states for hours and then coming back and still feeling the same and being, you know, upset that I was still feeling the same way, but not doing any of those things, not running away from them, not suppressing them, not spiritually bypassing them, but being with them. And what I mean by being with them is allowing myself to really acknowledge and accept the fact that I felt sadness. I felt anger. I felt pain. Um, but without judgment, you know, with just allowing that emotion to rise and then tuning into it, you know, where within me had I been abandoning that aspect of myself? Where within me had I been telling myself that it's not okay that I feel that emotion? And then really just holding that part of myself that I had previously suppressed and previously denied and loving it you know, allowing that expression of pain, allowing that expression of heartbreak, allowing that expression of grief, of sadness, and just, you know, really like apologizing for denying it and, and tuning into it and seeing what could I give it? How could I hold it and allow it to be in a way that it knew that it was divine. You know, I think that's the, the clearest way I can express it in human form and human, ang human language. How could I hold it in a way where I could love it, where I could embrace it, where I could hold that little Maria that felt abandoned and scared and let her know that her tears are okay, you know, that she's loved. Um, and so that's, that's ultimately what the reason behind these last eight or nine months and what I've gained coming out of them. So now that I've emerged, it's not like I don't expect to ever feel sad or ever feel grief or ever feel heartbreak again. It's part of life. You know, it's a part of the ebb and flow of, of life. It's just that now as these feelings arise, even though they don't feel good, even though there's going to be a part of me that's going to want to run away 
and suppress and deny. I know that if I do that, what's going to happen is they'll just get bottled up inside to emerge in another eight to nine month incubation period. So rather than suppressing so they get internalized, I will allow and hold. Because ultimately when I did that, when I just was there and I held myself, I healed myself. You know, I healed that part of me that was just longing to be seen. And just longing to know that it was okay. So that's my life update for now. Um, I am, I will have some sort of work related update here soon ish. Um, but I'm going to wait to provide an update on that one publicly until I've sort of more fully integrated all of the lessons that are, um, rising and coming out of it. Uh, so more to come there. Um, and I hope you are all well. And if you are moving through your own storms, I hope that you are able to hold yourself with love and compassion um, and know that you're not alone. And if you're, you know, on the other side, then um, I celebrate with you. I celebrate with you. So sending lots of love. Take care of yourselves out there. And thanks as always for tuning in.